by the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. Welcome to Cairo Nights, the Valentine's Day edition. I'm your doctor of love, Spike O'Neill. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Uh, Matt Butler's on the board. I'm Spike O'Neill. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I hope you had a nice day today and that uh, if love is a part of your life, you were able to express that love to your significant other and they to you. If today's a lonely day for you, Matt will be with you shortly to address you guys' concerns. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. I know you've got a significant other, and I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day today. We will. She's getting to visit this weekend, so that's oh, going to be nice. nice. It's, it's sort of a belated Valentine's Day. That's nothing wrong with that, my friend. Nothing Valentine's Day that. is what you make it. You know, it really is. Plus, all the cards will be half price tomorrow, right? <laughs> all the stuffed animals and bears, all those, all those Valentine's trinkets. They don't put jewelry half off, though. The day after Valentine's Day. That's a scam. That's unfortunate. They really should. <sighs> Half-price jewelry sales. That'd be, that'd be a ticket, man. That'd be the great ticket. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we've been married. Hmm, what year is this? <laughs> been married over, over 30 years. And we, <laughs> I, I'm very, very lucky in that I, I met someone who isn't, she's, she's romantic, but she's not, you know. She's not. She's not sprung on it. She's not dying if I don't get her something romantic. You know. In fact, my wife uh, dug out a couple old. You know. Here's okay. We've kept Valentine's Day cards over the years. I guess that's a sign of being romantic, right? If you keep all your old cards in a box somewhere. So my wife, rather than um, go shopping for Valentine's Day cards, she dug out some of her favorites from years past and put them out on display this morning. That's how we celebrated. Let's say celebrate Valentine's Day after 32 years of marriage. You dig up and give each other used cards and no flowers and no candy. And since I'm working tonight, we don't have to go out to dinner at an expensive restaurant. I really, I really, really hit the jackpot. You just have to bring home expensive takeout. Uh, yeah, well, there's a, a night we call Tuesday at my house. Yeah. That's one of the drawbacks of working this job till 10 o'clock when we get off work. None of the really nice restaurants are open anymore. There's a few in town that are open late, and I know where they all are. But it's tough to pick up good takeout food and bring it home. I, I will tonight, though. I'll, I'll bring her something home nice tonight. There's a little Mexican place up on Capitol Hill that serves great tamales, and they're open late. So I'm not going to give you their name because I don't want to be beleaguered with orders when I try to get my order in at 10 o'clock tonight. Due to our massive popularity. Hey, we could drive somebody's business up. I know we could. I know we could. Yeah, I really lucked out. With my wife, I mean, not, this, we're not going to talk about my wife for three hours. Believe me, that's my present to her. By the way, not is, talking know, about her. No, no, we're about to get have a the show. <laughs> um, you know, it's I, I've, over the years when we were when we were a new couple, you want to you know show your love and and be expressive and you know thoughtful and get something that's not just a table chair. Here's some flowers. Here's some candy. Here's a card. Right. 
you want to be something a little more creative. I've written her poems, you know, for Valentine's Day. That was my gift. I got a tattoo one Valentine's Day for my wife. That was her present. I hope they spelled it right. Well, it was just her initial. I got an M on my, right over my heart. I got it was my Valentine's Day gift to my wife. And I thought, well, that's really creative. And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. It sounds like she is hard to impress. Um, it must be challenging for you. It, she can be hard to impress, but she's hung with me this long. I think, I think I've won her over at this point. Oh, so she's not looking to be impressed. She's no. just content. She's yeah. She she's seen all my. She knows all my games. She's seen all my acts. She's more than happy to let me take my act on the road, and you know, not not with not with regard to other other people, you know, but. You know, go tell your tell your story somewhere else. When I was off air, when I was out of radio, her big thing was, uh, you know, God, I, I've heard this story already. Go go to the coffee shop. Tell the tell the girls at the coffee shop. They're cute. They'll pretend they're interested just to get tips. Just go tell tell anybody else your story besides me. Do you know how the uh, and we could do the how Valentine's Day got its origins right back in the in ancient Rome? I think it's when it first started. Right, the the feast of uh, Lupercalia, I think it's called, the uh, ancient Roman god of lubrication. I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right on that one. There are a lot of Roman gods. I can't really keep track. <laughs> and they all all appreciated good lubrication, from what I've heard. But that was that was initially the fall of the Roman Empire was the the the, the decadence, right? Yeah, they just catered to everybody's worst. It kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Are we talking present tense or past tense here? Yeah, yeah. And just think, they didn't even have smartphones. They had to work extra hard to be decadent. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah that's a good point too, man. Is How do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Is a text enough? It can't, well, not for you, to another. You know, that's not enough to just show your love. A meme. You know, text somebody a meme for Valentine's Day. Here, I texted you the picture of a bouquet of flowers. Well, the picture will last longer, <laughs> so that's a practical gift. It Although is. I don't think your partner would see it. That no, way. yeah, I, I'm lucky there too. My wife's not a big flower fan. You know, never been a big fan of flowers. She'd rather have like dried dead flowers. You know, that that could hang around for a while. Somebody, uh, Heather Bosch, yesterday asked me if I was going to send my daughters flowers for Valentine's Day, and I said, Dad, I, I've never done that. That's a, she said that her dad would always. Send her like her and her sister a single red rose for Valentine's Day, and that was insanely sweet. Really, a very thoughtful dad daughter way to celebrate the day. I, I never did that, but I feel like I may have missed out on something there by not doing that. There's uh, Saint Valentine. Actually, there, there were two two men executed, both named Valentine. One by Emperor Claudius II. Oh, both both by executed by Emperor Claudius II, and they were executed on February fourteenth of different years in the third century. So this guy had a habit of executing people named Valentine. <laughs> Their martyrdom was honored by the Catholic Church, and that is why we celebrate Saint Valentine's Day. Two guys who were martyred for the Catholic Church. Don't see a lot of people going to Valentine's Day Mass, though. No, it's not. A, it's not a big religious holiday. Yeah. Now it's well. You want to talk about a card, or a holiday created by the card, candy, flower, jewelry industry? This is it. 
this is it. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. You should have a nice day to celebrate the person in your life, the, the significant other in your life. It's good to show them that you care. You know, for my wife and I, it's little things. I got it, made, it, made her breakfast this morning, you know. Did some honeydew stuff around the house, a little yard work for her today to show my, my appreciation. Plus, it gets me off the hook. That stuff was going to need to be done this weekend anyway. Why not do it for Valentine's Day and get double credit? Get the work done and get credit for Valentine's Day. It was perfect. Today, it's all about cards. It's all about flowers. It's all about restaurants. It's all about good. I mean, home cooking is a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day if you've got the means. If, you know, you can have the time to prepare something nice for your significant other, whether it's he or she, or whether you're a couple of he's or a couple of she's, all are welcome at the Love Temple. I'm very happy about that. There was chocolate here at the building today. Someone brought in treats. I think Nate Connors brought in a nice... He did. He brought in the chocolate. Valentine's bouquet for everybody there, a little chocolate bouquet. That's awful nice of Nate. I like Nate very much. I've known Nate a long time. He's not my Valentine, but he's a good guy. Oh. You know what uh, that song, Love is the Sweetest Thing by U2? Yeah. That, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the video for that song. Long time ago. I don't recall it, to be honest. So uh, if, can you pull that back up and play it underneath a little bit while I kind of tell this story? This is, kind of, I think, kind of a cute story. Uh, Bono has been married to his wife for decades. Ellie, I believe, there's no, no, what's her name? Ellie Houston? Paul Houston's his name, yeah. So Bono's wife was mad at him. And he wrote this song as an apology to her. And he got the band to play along with his apology. Rented a carriage to ride he and his lovely bride. It's Allie, I think, Allie Houston. So they're in a carriage ride around Dublin in the uh, St. Stephen's Green neighborhood, the Georgian homes, you know, classic classic Dublin, Ireland image. All the row houses with the multicolored doors. And, and he's singing to his, his bride and the band's like behind him in the carriage singing back up, you know, playing guitar. And swing the next here comes, uh, you know, an elephant with I'm Sorry banner written across it. Uh, there are, there's a, a marching band marching next to the car apologizing. You know, there's a, there's a flatbed truck with a string section. Pulls up next to the car at one point to help Bono apologize to his wife. Apparently he'd been out on the road for so long and they'd gotten into a fight and she, you know, wasn't taking his calls. And When love's, you know, in a bad stretch, that's tough. It can be tough, man. Especially when you're on the road and you can't reach your love. So he wrote that song, made the video for her. She played along and it's... It's nice when you got that kind of resource. Yeah, to, I was going to say to it's nice when you have that in your toolkit <laughs> to apologize, where you can not only write the song, perform it with your band, turn it into a hit song, and also you can afford to get an elephant all the way to Ireland. Really <laughs> yeah, seriously, marching band, a fire truck with like a like the Chippendale type fireman, shirtless fireman, kind of flexing on the fire truck. You know, I mean, he he went all out in this apology video to his wife, which I think was so so sweet. It's nice when you can. When you can make up to your loved one for, for goofing off, goofing up. 
not being the guy they need you to be. When I was a kid, Matt, I was always somebody's boyfriend. I, I literally always, and that's, I don't, I'm not bragging. I just needed to be with somebody. I was totally un, un insecure and un, unhealthy alone. You know? Well, I was insecure and unhealthy alone, but I was nobody's boyfriend. That was what made my teenage existence so sad and why I got so into the Smiths and Depeche Mode. But that's, those bands were made for you, my friend. That's why those bands were that around. They were. And guys like you kept the, kept that band in. See, for me, it was it was bands like Ario Speedwagon that I kept in business. Keep on loving you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. I was the schleppiest boyfriend you ever met as a teenager. I was Mister, you know, whatever she wanted. So, you know, I dated this one girl. None of my friends liked. I was wearing. I literally had a salmon colored Izod sweater. I mean, <laughs> how tragic is that, right? I mean, you know, like a polo shirt with oh, a yeah. polo I, shirt with a salmon colored Izod sweater. My friends were like, "Dude, what happened to you?" You know, so, uh, so so what what kind of individual is attracted to that style? What was what was their vibe? Oh, she was the uh, the girl. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was a princess. She was a total total spoiled preppy girl. Daddy's little princess. Never got never heard no in her life. You know that that's that's who I fell for on on that instance anyway. You know, but the, before her was the cute girl in our neighborhood, and I bent over backwards. You know, gave up all my friends. I always did that. Would bail on your friends to be with the girl. Then that wouldn't work out. You'd fall right into another relationship. Bail on your friends to be with the girl. Where be whatever she wanted you to be. Mold yourself to make her happy. That's that's why I was as a teenager. It was, it was awful. It was just awful. And I did that through, you know, my into my early twenties. I was always somebody's. I was always in a relationship. I was always somebody else's. You know, somebody's guy. Never myself. I didn't think. All the way through my twenties. In my mid-20s. And then when the last relationship I really had before I moved to Seattle and got into this business, I learned how to be single in my early 20s with with reckless abandon. I learned how to be single. I went. To be, I became the biggest man tramp you ever met. I was a bartender and single, had you know nice apartment on a river, had a boat. It got ugly, got really ugly. I was nobody's boyfriend. I was everybody's boyfriend. It was awful, awful. Then I moved here and met the love of my life. And she dumped me. And I, you know, as soon as she said, okay. I actually, it was so funny, Matt, when I was dating my, who would, the woman who would be my wife of 30 some years, the mother of my children. We're dating and we're getting serious and we're getting serious and we're getting serious. And I'm, I said to her, you know, I really didn't move here to, to meet a girl, you know, I'm, I'm young and I'm single and I'm new in town and I've got a great job at a radio station. I don't, I don't need to be tied down. I tried to literally tried to break up with her. She's like, Oh, okay. That's cool. And then she spent the night for the first time ever that night. She's like, yeah, okay. Well, if I'm, you know, if we're breaking this up, I'm at least going to get something out of these last four months. (laughs) And, And that's all she wrote. And she set the hook. We were married a year and a half later been there ever since just goes to show you I, I i still am not in charge i've never been in charge ever in my whole life but that's what love is that's what love is love is not being in charge i saw a great chris rock um is just a bit comedy bit about about partnerships and, and relationships and it was so wise but it, and it was because it was hilarious right it was it's so wise he said 
relationships ain't hard. They're not. It just, it takes both people. Because two people can move a sofa. One person can't move a sofa. Right? You just have to remember that both of you are in service of the other person. That's what makes a good relationship. Ain't about you. It's, it's about, I don't care which one, whether it's you or her, it's both. It's about them. It's about the other person. That's what relationships are. That's what makes love work. It's about them. It's not about you. So I guess I've always had it right. I've always had my half right. And until I met the right person who also made it about me and not about herself, that's when I lucked out. That's why I had a great Valentine's Day. I hope you guys did too. So G and Ursula this morning uh, had a list of the 10 ways to blow Valentine's Day, to, to screw it up. And I hope you guys heard it this morning. Maybe you've got plans later tonight. We can tell you what those 10 ways to mess up Valentine's Day are. The 10 never do's for Valentine's Day. We'll bring them to you right after this. It's Cairo Nights, Spike O'Neill, Matt Butler. We'll be right back. It's for the way you look at me Oh, it's for the only one I see V is very, very extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore Can love is all that I can give Oh, beautiful choice. Matt Butler, ladies and gentlemen. Howard Knights, I'm Spike O'Neill. Matt Butler's the maestro on the board tonight and every night. This, uh, one of the true great classic love songs of all time. That King Cole, of course. Uh, That was featured in uh, Sleepless, right? Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. Uh, You know, later tonight, I think maybe 9 o'clock hour, I want to look back at some of the greatest love movies, the romantic movies of all time. Because it means different things to different people. You know, those things, everybody's got what they, they the, their favorite love, romance, rom-com, or I, I was talking to Lisa Brooks and she's Casablanca. You know, the ultimate love story. You know, give up everything for love. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But right now I'm trying to save your butt. G and Ursula today did a really nice job, I thought, of catching uh, what not to do, like a a cautionary tale. And they gave it to you this morning. If you didn't hear it, I apologize. We should have got this news out to you sooner. Maybe I should have led with it at seven. But hopefully you can learn from this list. And hopefully you're already you already know these things. You know, people spend a ton of money on Valentine's Day. And, and the National Retail Federation expect this year's Valentine's Day this, this year's Valentine's Day to be one of the highest spending Valentine's Days ever on record. And let's not uh, let's not make it because we're so romantic. It's because of inflation. Okay, when making an omelet for your wife this morning, breakfast in bed with eggs costs you over three hundred dollars. It's not because you love her more this year than last year. It's because eggs are ridiculously priced these days. So, yeah, due to inflation and due to the fact that we're getting back to regular life after a couple years of interruption, you know, they expect uh, 
consumers to spend almost $26 billion on Valentine's Day alone this year. Whether it's gifts or jewelry, flowers, cards, candy, dinner out, it's going to be an expensive day. It can be very expensive when you're trying to win someone's love. The early Valentine's Days, I was bragging about how my wife and I just give each other used cards and how lucky we are that that's where we are in our relationship. I really don't have to dig too deep into the wallet on Valentine's Day anymore. But I, I put my time in early in the relationships, you know, when, you, when you're earning it. You put your time in and you get the you get the nice gift, you make the nice reservations, you show you care. Here are the things not to do. Ten things not to do on Valentine's Day. Number one, don't don't skimp on flowers. Carnations are a no no on Valentine's Day. You can find, you know, inexpensive flowers. I love those ladies who make the bouquets. They they have them down at, at Pike Place Market. The, the live bouquets, and they're very affordably priced. Those folks, that community of, and I'm not sure where they're from, they're, they're Asian Americans. I'm not sure what uh, country of origin they, they are from, but they do a wonderful job. And they've got little, like, pop-ups, little canopy stands all over town today. I must have saw four of them on the way to work tonight. And it's a nice, reasonably priced, reasonably priced bouquet that lasts. It's, it's don't don't give carnations. Don't stop at the Seven Eleven or even the market on the way home. If you do, spend the extra few bucks. Don't grab the the carnations that are you know colored with the watercolor at the edges. And that's not going to get it done for you. You're not going to get the reaction you're hoping for. Number two, if you're going to give a card, don't just sign your name. Don't just sign your name and 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 let Hallmark do the rest. Seriously, write a little something, something in the card. Make make the effort. Tell them why. Make a promise. You know, make a promise that this is going to be forever or whatever you want to write in the card. Just don't sign your name. Although I have over the years fallen victim to that. Some, nights I just, some days I just put me in the card because, you know, running late. <laughs> but again... After 30-some years, I've had I've experienced the good, the bad, the ugly. You have to worry, though, if your partner is trying to figure out who me is. <laughs> you want to you do me a favor? Write your name next to that. I don't want to get it confused with the others. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> uh, the third thing you don't want to do today is don't get the cheap chocolates. Don't go – don't – the Whitman sampler, we're, they were, uh, like the story says, the story, this list is on MyNorthwest.com. If you don't wait for me, if you're on your way to a date and you want to see what this is and not blow up before I get to the end, um, yeah, unless you're 11 years old, the Whitman sampler and the Russell Stovers are not the box of chocolates you want, you know, and you don't have to get in the big mass. Just get a little kind, some little gourmet chocolates somewhere. They sell them at a lot of places. Make sure you do it right. Uh, <laughs> Chef wrote on his list this morning, getting the wrong lingerie is a Valentine's Day no-no. Know your partner. If you married the minister's daughter, don't bring home anything in latex and leather with, like, clips. As someone who has <laughs> dated the daughters of ministers, that doesn't always hold true. Well, well, okay, fair enough, but at least know who you're dating. Don't bring home the fur-lined handcuffs if that's not what the story is asking for. You should know by now. If you're at if you're the... By the way, lingerie is not a first Valentine's Day gift, I don't think. Unless you've already gone before you've already done that far down the track. Congratulations to you, my friend. You don't need me to give you any Valentine's Day advice. If you're cool giving lingerie on your first Valentine's Day, good on you. 
But for the most part, people who buy lingerie, they, they're into it. They're, they're, their relationship is established. But make sure you know who you are. Right. Buy it for your partner, not just for yourself. <laughs> yes. That's yes. That's a mistake a lot of yes. men make. Could you slip this on? No. Could you pack this bag and get your stuff out of my house? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, know, know their size. Please, please, please be a thousand percent sure of their size before you before you buy the lingerie. If you have to sneak into their room and check their size first, do that. I should have given this list last night, by the way. This would have been much more helpful. We're just helping people realize how they ruined their Valentine's Yeah, what, if Day. you're sitting alone wondering what went wrong, this is, if any of these things happen to you today, there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> Watch all of the people throwing their uh, chocolate samplers out the window. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and driving right past the gas station. People wonder where all that yeah. litter came from. Um, this is on the list, and I can't, I can't believe it's even on the list. It don't text your ex on Valentine's Day. Hey, now. Wow. Um. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Is this saying if you were unpartnered on Valentine's Day, don't text your ex? Or is it saying if you're with someone, Ooh, don't text your ex? That's two different things. That's a, that's a classic distinction. It really is. You're right. Well, if you're with someone, I imagine there are a lot of people who are in relationships who still have relationships with or communications, you know, amicable communications with their ex. And you can shoot your ex a happy Valentine's Day text. If you're in a relationship, can you? Is that uh, that's a bad idea? If you're not in a relationship with if anybody, you're not in a relationship, because like for a while I was in no relationship and I kept in good contact with my ex because she was still my best friend, and now we're dating again. Oh well, there you go. So it worked out very well. For well, me. as we know in all of life, there's always an exception to every rule. But if you're in a relationship with someone now, do not shoot your former a happy Valentine's Day message. That can never end well. Um, gift cards are a no-no for Valentine's Day. I'm going to go through the rest of these pretty quickly here. Um, Last-minute reservations. Oh, it's never easy, and it never ends well. It's, they're hard to get. Next thing you know, you're a, a, a no-knock on Applebee's, but it's not where you want to spend Valentine's Day. Unless you're really lonely and Unless staying you, very late at the bar. <laughs> you never really can tell. Uh, never give a gift or ne- never give a gym membership as a present for Valentine's Day. That should never be a present ever. I mean, Christmas, birthday, Valentine's Day, never, never give a gym membership as a present to someone else. There is no way that will ever be received well. Uh, The last is uh, don't give men flowers or candy. It's not what we want. In fact, I'd I'd rather get a gift card as a guy than flowers or candy. You know, it's like the Home Depot or Rick's on Lake City Way. So, you know, someplace, someplace nice. I'm kidding. Uh, and the last, they say, only celebrate two Valentine's Days when you're in the first two of your relationship. After that, it's really kind of overkill. I don't know if I agree with that. Don't celebrate. You don't need to celebrate the 31st or 32nd Valentine's Day. I'm living proof of that. <laughs> we hope you guys had a great day. I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. Happy Valentine's Day out there, everybody. Uh, We'll be right back after these. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. 
If we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Oh, I love this song. And afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink. What's what's wrong with this though? <laughs> you know. You know what's wrong with this. The father-daughter duet love song just it's just un- unsettling. <laughs> In fairness to Frank, though, it wasn't as bad as the one Serge Gainsbourg did with his daughter. Oh. <laughs> um, what, do you guys have a, a song, you and your significant other? I mean, I, I mentioned before how I was always somebody's boyfriend, right? And we always had a song. You know, uh, my first girlfriend, our song was Summer Lovin'. Off of Greece, right? Because it was, I mean, we were teenagers and Greece just came out and it was, you know, it, I mean, it was so, so, so cliche. Um, and, you know, Billboard magazine has the top 50 love songs of all time and they're all wonderful songs. I mean, wonderful songs. And I'm sure they're all somebody's song. When I was, uh, when I was dating the girl I thought I was going to marry, the one, the first girl I ever really thought about marrying our song was a, a, a obscure pete townsend song called the little is enough you know it's a kind of a b-track pete townsend song but that was that was our song in fact we broke up and i moved away and i went back to to baltimore and i you know and i checked in on my old girlfriend when I, first time i went back to baltimore after moving to seattle hadn't met my hadn't met my wife yet you know, hadn't even, hadn't even met her yet. It was like six months after I got here. I went back for the holidays in Baltimore. And my old flame looked me up because I, uh, I had made something by myself. I got a radio job moved across country. I wasn't the beach bum. She dumped, right? And, I, and she picks me up. I get in the car and she's, she's got that song queued up on the cassette player. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're serious, huh? Okay. Um, if you've got a song, you and your significant other, what is it? I'm curious to know. What is it? Hmm. Is it uh, the Unchained Melody from the Righteous Brothers? Right? That's a, that's a, that oh my, the ghost song, you know, to me and, and Patrick Swayze. With the, nobody has ever <laughs> been able to touch Clay and play that song without it getting nasty ever since that scene in the movie. <laughs> And that's been done. How many movies have used that for comedic purposes where, you know, they just get the clay going and put the song on next, you know, they're just making, you know, phallic clay vases. <laughs> uh, Endless Love was that um, Happy Gilmore, right? Friends can can hold hands and skate to Endless Love in the dark, right? Yes, yeah, sure they can. Sure they can. You got any of these, Mac? Can you play one for me? One of these, one of these great love songs of all time. I'm a sucker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
You know Rihanna? It's got one of the greatest love songs of all time. We found love, right? Oh, but this is beautiful. The skies above are blue. You know, uh, first time ever I saw your face, Roberta Flack. One of the great love songs of all time. Nothing compares to you. Sinead O'Connor Prince wrote that, right? But Sinead O'Connor put her on the map. Although some of these great love songs of all time, some of them, uh, I don't know, man. Like uh, every breath you take. Oh, is a, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a great love song about stalking. Great for weddings. <laughs> it's it's one of the most played wedding songs of all time, and it's literally about stalking. Sting said that was that always puzzled him. <laughs> oh, how about Elvis? I can't help falling in love with you, right? That's that's oh, one of the great love songs of all time, man. Ain't no mountain high enough. My girl by Smokey. To my love. Rock sets, it must have been love, but it's over now. That's not a great Valentine's Day song. Oh, How Deep Is Your Love? The Bee Gees, right? That's a great one. You know, I guess when I told you how lucky I got with my wife, you know what our song is, Matt? You, you know what my song is, right? Can you, can you, can you get time to get that one? Can we come back with it? Let's do that. It's Cairo Nights. I know I'm a, I'm a little bit of a love bug tonight. I'm a little bit, little bit of a cheese ball tonight. I like Valentine's Day. Uh, coming back, we'll have Matt Markovich from the Cairo Newsroom. Kind of bring us back down to earth. Shoot us down like a Chinese weather balloon. Put our feet back on the ground. Maybe a little Cupid's arrow taking down our Chinese weather balloon. Back to reality. Matt will come on after the break here and we'll talk a little bit about Olympia, the legislative session in Washington. And what may actually become law and what doesn't have a chance. It's Cowboy Knights, Spike O'Neill, and Matt Butler. We'll be right back after these.